You're listening to What She Said Podcast with Shanae Hall. Welcome to What She Said Podcast. I'm sorry I missed last week. I am in midterms right now in law school, so it's going to be like that. You just going to have to forgive me. I'm your host, Shanae Hall. I am here with my mom, Mama Frost. Today, I think I have the bravest guest ever, but the reason we wanted to have him come on is because there are so many men, not just in America, but in the world that are dealing with the same issue that he has, right? We just say, hey, this is what's going on. And we talk amongst each other about everything, whether we're trying to get our boobs done or our butt lifted or our teeth fixed or whatever. We have these conversations where men oftentimes conceal what goes on behind closed doors and they don't feel comfortable with having someone to talk to. And that's why I said, this man is hands down, probably the one of the most bravest men that I know, but this is my mom's friend. So I'm going to turn it over to her and let her give us a formal introduction on why he's here and maybe how we could help mom. Mom, your mic is muted. Your mic is muted. Oh, anyway. Um, well, Tim, first of all, thank you for coming on the show. I am excited about uh, this conversation because I think it's going to help some people and I always appreciate a man's vulnerability. So anyway, uh, for the audience, I am a Facebook friend of Tim's or he is a Facebook friend of mine and we exchange and dialogue quite a bit behind the scenes. Um, we've never met formally, but um, a couple months ago, Tam decided, I don't know why, to share with me that, um, that he had been celibate for seven years and that it, according to him, as a result of that, uh, he has erectile dysfunction now. And so he was sharing with me some stories uh, that I'd, I'd rather that he share. But um, according to statistics, um, about 30 million plus men suffer from this either on a small level or on a larger level, on a more consistent basis. And that's a lot of men. So we thought this conversation would be helpful for a lot of folks, um, men and women. Uh, so with that, without further ado, let's introduce Tim. Let's bring him on. Tim, thank you for coming. <laughs> so let me start off by asking you, what prompted you to open up and have that kind of conversation with somebody that you only know through Facebook? Well, um, actually, there, there is a protection when uh, you're on social media uh, because a lot of times we don't, you know, take the relationships as serious. And I, I saw some uh, a post uh, earlier today, uh, basically that said, if you don't know somebody, they can't really hurt you. So, um, you know, uh, but in, in this case, you know, I, because Rhonda and I have been friends for a long time on this. And over the years, we, we have uh, discussed things, but she didn't know what I was going through and I just basically had to deal with it on a, a daily basis, not really having anybody 
within my circle that I can talk to. And I certainly couldn't talk to a man. Um, I, I'll give you an example of my doctor. <laughs> and I, I laugh about this to this very day because one of the things, that, well, first of all, um, uh, see, I've, I've been single for many, many, many years uh, because of old, uh, old value religious system. I, I, never, I believe uh, in sex after marriage. So mm -hmm. I was brought up that way. And when you're young and you're holding to a set of values, you'll hold on to that. So it didn't matter. Um, if I if there was a pretty woman that I was was attracted to, if she wasn't going to be my wife, there was no option that we would get involved romantically. Wow! And that's how I was brought up, and that that is the uh, you know uh, Christian values for a lot of individuals, and people will tell you that. Well, you need to wait before. You know, you have sex to get married, no shacking, no this, no that. And when you're young and you believe that, well, you hold on to it. Okay, so now I, I'm older and I still have those values. So back in 2007, that's when I said, okay, I'm single. I'm not going to have sex until I get married. And I lost two wonderful women because of that. Wow. And I, I, I held my ground and I'm like, oh, no, you know, I want to, you know, go down the aisle. And, and, you know, they were church girls as well. And you would think that would have, you know, that was the ideal situation. I thought it was, but it wasn't for them. And so after, what, three, four months, that was a wrap. We broke up, I was heartbroken, but I held to my principles and my values. And well, she wasn't the one, you know, so you, you, you justify that. And so I just held on to that, that I'm not gonna have sex until I get married. So uh, if, if you weren't going down that aisle with me, then we were done because I wasn't gonna date you you know, for three, four, five months, I was that guy that you would think every woman would want that has character, that's gonna do it the right way, that's not out for one particular thing because I'm a hold on the principle and that's, that's who I am. So now I'm sex free. I'm sex, sex uh, since 2007 up to this day. <laughs> that's why I was doing the math. I was like, that's not seven years. I know I, I, right. I might not be my thing, but that ain't adding up. So you haven't <laughs> had sex since 2007. When did you discover that you had erectile dysfunction then? Well, well, the thing is that that creeps up on you uh, very slowly. That you would, you know, because when you normally, you know, when a man gets excited, whether you know, he sees something visual, he would have a physical response to it. Um, and regardless of whether, you know, you're celibate or not, you're going to have a man that's going, a, a, a healthy man 
is going to have a physical response. He's going to have, he's going to get an erection. Right. And so what happens here, so what happened in my case, gradually that did not happen. That stopped happening. And it creeped up on me slowly. But what didn't leave was the passion and the desire. The passion mm -hmm. and the desire was still there, but the erection was no longer there. And then you wow. kind of say, hmm, well, what's going on with this? <laughs> you know, and then you will self-experiment. You know, I'm being transparent. And although I had the physical passion and desire for intimacy, I wasn't getting ready. How old are you, if you don't mind? Uh, I'm yeah, 63. And that started happening when? You know what? That's the hard part, you know. Uh, I, it, it's kind of hard to, I think it probably started maybe around 2008, 2007, or maybe even a little before then. So about 15 years ago, give or take? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so now because of the, the values that you're holding on to, you're not, you're not paying attention to it although you feel it, you know, if I see you, I'm attracted to you, you know, I got the talk and all of that, you know, okay, I'm looking good, but I know if it comes down to it, I'm not going to be able to perform because it's just not, you know, getting, getting hard. If I, I'll just use that. If I would use that. And you, did. you said you went to the doctor and what did the doctor say? Yeah, yeah. So, so I brought it up, I brought it up with my doctor. So I, I understand the remedy because you have Viagra, you have Cialis, you, you have all of these things that we hear daily in the media for men who's going through what I'm going through for erectile dysfunction. Right. So I, and so I asked my doctor on, you know, he was checking me out, you know, doing this little finger thing because I was at that time. Um, and, and I told him what was going on and he laughed at me, period. Wow, <laughs> no bedside manner. My doctor, doctor, I'm going to say his name, Dr. Hong. He shut me, he shut me down with the quickness. When he laughed, it was like, it was like somebody pouring cold water on my back. And at that point, I shut up. Because I, you know, okay, so I'm I'm being transparent with my doctor. I need to tell him, you right. know, what I'm experiencing, what I'm going through, and so forth. Now he didn't know that I was celibate or, or or anything that that didn't come up. I just told him that I'm having you know the erectile issue thing, and he laughed. And we did not have the conversation after that, so and that was it. So, so Tim, did you, did you go to another doctor though, to get help? Because there's more doctors out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I did. That's my doctor. That, Dr. Hahn, that's my dude. You know, he, he's my dog. When, when he laughed, you know, my eyes bucked a little bit and I laughed and I'm like, well, okay. You know, no big deal, you know, because, because I, you know, I, I wasn't involved with anybody. 
So it wasn't an issue. It wasn't a real issue. Because even if it, if I could get erect, so what? I'm not doing anything until I get married. Yeah, and but so, what, I mean, yeah, but what if you meet the woman of your dreams like tomorrow? You want well, things to be in place okay. so that you could be good to go, right? Okay, so let me go there. Let me go there. So again, I, I did meet somebody. And okay. she was wonderful. She was wonderful. And I'm like, yeah, you know. But it was the same thing. Church girl, you know, and we're dating every day. I'm over her house. She's over my house. We're doing things, you know, with the family. We're going down that road. And so what is that? What, what do women talk about? That 90-day rule or whatever? And so now, you know, we're going on, uh, what, three, four months uh, of dating. And I guess she figured, hey, you know, he's a great guy. And, and you know, and she accepted, you know, yeah, I want to get married. And right. it was it. So that conversation came up at that time. And I told her, I said, hey, you know, I, I'm suffering from erectile dysfunction. Now, her response was bizarre. She felt oh. like she can correct it just because she was so fine. And she was all of that in a bag of chips. We, we do that, I'm sorry. We, we always think we can fix something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay. And she really tried to set out on, on a mission on that. Tell now, us about the mission. I, okay. I need a little bit of the details on the mission. What that look like. So, so I'm, I'm not a prude and I mean, and I'm, man, I'm digging her like 100% and, and she's like, okay, you know, I'm all of that. So I'm going to, you're going to get up and you're going to handle your business. So I said, okay. Well, what, so, so what'd she do? Did she strip down naked in front of you? Did oh, yeah, she pretty much. Yeah. What was it? Yeah, yeah, she did everything she could do. She did everything she could do now, and it was not working. Whether it was, uh, you know, and, and this is why I went to the doctor in the first place. So obviously, when you're talking about erectile dysfunction, there there's, could be an issue with blood flow. There could be a number of issues, and your, your doctor has to help you through that and, you know, diagnose you and right. you know, give you the remedy, whether it is Viagra or Cialis, or maybe it's some other health issue. Because see, at one time I was 300 pounds mm. back in 2015. Oh, wow. But it was interesting back then, um, yeah, it, it was, uh, it seemed like it was working. It seemed like. How, wait, wait, how, um, how does, I mean, how does it, I'm just going to say it. How does a penis seem like it's working? Because either, either the shit working and it's working and you can use no, it all day. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I don't know how this sugar coat this well, one. We're going to have to get to the heart of it. How is it almost kind of seen? And and Wait, some okay, what's the waste function? You mean to go pee? Yeah, you mean you go pee. 
Okay, but that function and it has a reproduction. Right, that's always been working. Yeah, yeah. So, so you don't you you don't focus on it. Like, okay, and so, and there, there were times that, you know, I mean, I'm like, okay, I, I would go and look at something on the Make internet, pornography, uh -huh. right. you know, not, you know, just to, just to see right. if it would work. And it didn't, right. it didn't. So, no, so now when you go back to the narrative, I'm not supposed to be watching that anyway. Why? But, well, I'm, I'm just saying because of, oh. because of the upbringing. Um, you know, for, the Holy for Ghost watches with them, and that's that ain't that ain't good. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 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 see, my reason was completely that wasn't for some titillation. It was like I want to see this thing work. I want to see it work, but it it didn't work. So going back to the young lady, I I let her try. You know, and she did everything she could do. Wait, and, have you ever tried Cialis, Levitris? Right. I, never, I never, I never did that. So how did that, that, that was, I, I wanted to get, if I was going to try it, it would have had to come through my dock. I wasn't going to buy something. Right. The but there's more than one urologist in the world. And certainly if your doctor is laughing at you, I promise you, he ain't your dude. But that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, no, no, right. I agree. I, I agree. I agree with you. And, and I understand that. And so with with the young lady and you know we i had a very responsible conversation with her now at this point i said hey why don't you come with me to my doctor right and i thought that was a very mature thing to do after i told her what the issue was and i have ed and so forth and i want this thing to work I invite you because, you know, we're going down this road. It's, it's been three, four months, and I want you to be there for this process. And, you know, and, and actually, I didn't tell her this, but I'm thinking now if she comes with me, uh, you know, to my uh, doctor's appointment um, that I was set up, my doctor would take me serious. And instead of looking at me like some goody two shoes, and he would, okay, here's a here's a woman here, you know, here's my woman, and I have an issue, and I want to get it fixed, mm -hmm. and you know, but because she went down that narcissistic road, thinking she was all of that, and you know, she can, you know, make me, you know, do what I need to do. That that created another problem. So short right. story, that was let, a wrap. Let me say yeah. this: that um, one, I don't, I don't. Again, a lot of us don't have the conversation. So, for those watching, if you check out, I think episode three, Joel Abbott, we had a urologist on that actually had very good insight on this exact conversation from what men should do and how women should respond and handle it. So if you're watching this because you can relate, definitely go back to episode three, I believe it is. Like I said, the doctor's name is Joel Abbott. He's out of LA, Las Vegas area. Phenomenal human being, but an even better doctor. And this is what he does all day long. So taking that information that we gathered from that very insightful interview, I will say two things. One, 
we don't know because we don't have it. So you called her narcissistic because we don't know. We don't look at it as a real issue because the people that she had dated before may have never had it or may have never discussed it or may have just been taking a pill and she didn't even know. So you can't be arrogant about something. You have no idea what it is. You're, you're right. actually ignorant to the fact of it. So, and then the second thing is for you to not take it to the next level, I'm actually putting a lot of the onus back on you to say, right. I hear what you're saying about the girl, but that is not something she should have had to handle. That is something you should have did. Once you told your doctor and he laughed, you should have went, I'm gonna take it back to old school, went to the phone book, scrolled down to urologist, Nowadays, you can pick up your phone at Google and found someone that understood that this is serious because it's not for, a joke. It's right. for women, the, it's not even her leaving you because X, Y, Z. We, and I, I think I can speak for most women, we look at that as our ego boost. When I kiss you and you get hard, that tells me you're attracted to me. That signal signals to me that what you're doing, I like, that your presence is enjoyable and I'm attracted. And this is how you know, right? So right. when you take that away, now I'm feeling insecure. I'm like, damn, so what I'm doing is not working. You're not really turned on by right. me. I'm not doing it right. for you. And right. it really comes back to us. So we now our egos get bruised too. Yeah. Exactly. So it has nothing to do with her. You didn't go get your pills. You didn't try to take it to the next level. And she's feeling like, well, if I can't even turn my man on, then I don't want to be with him because this doesn't make me feel good, which is right. selfish in a way because it, it comes back to us. But I just want to give you another way of looking at it than, oh, she was narcissistic and she just didn't come with me. Right. Well, and and I mean, I, you know, I did look at it that way and I, you know, I tried to work with her and it just and I guess the issue was uh, her daughter. She just <laughs> she just put her on blast. And and she just let it all come, you know. She just let it all come out because she had, you know, been uh, sleeping with her uh, ex boyfriend. And oh, dang! I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. And her her daughter just, you know, she just like, you know, because there was always, you know, this there, there's this perception. And when you when you are a preacher and you're saying one thing and you're putting certain things out there, because if you if you should remember, I, I would do uh, daily studies in the scriptures. I would do that every day. Wait, are you that. a preacher? Yeah, okay. I did that for two years, solid every day, 365 days. What's that? And try to be very encouraging on a number of different topics. Um, you know, and 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 literally, I had hundreds of hundreds of individuals that would respond to it, and so the narrative of being single and celibate fit into that narrative because you weren't going to have a person who was saying one thing and doing another. Right. So it kind of fit it fit into the narrative, right. but it hurt me personally because of holding because of because of holding back 
and you're thinking, okay, well, this is a good thing, but it's just interesting and for those folks out there that know the Bible, um, you know, one of the things that, that God said when he uh, created Adam and Eve, he said, it's not good for the man to be alone. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot in that. And so if he's the author, which we believe that he is, he knows what's good for us and what's not good for us. So right. it's not good for a healthy man to be celibate and, and not, and if he has that desire to be intimate, that's not a good thing. And right. if it's not a good thing, then there's going to be some physical hurt uh, that will result. And I believe that's what, that's what I experienced. To, to where if I, you know, understanding that nobody's perfect and so forth and so on, but because- I hear you, I gotta cut you off though. Why didn't you get, why at six, you're now 60 plus years old. Yeah. This, I, help me understand why you did not take these steps to go get the help that you need. Cause I can understand if you took the pills from what I read, 40% of men with ED don't respond to the medication, but 60% do, but you won't know unless right. you take it. So I'm trying to figure out as a single black man that is not gay, that wants to be in a relationship, if right. your only dysfunction is erectile dysfunction, why wouldn't you go get something to at least attempt to fix it when it's available to you. Like, I want you to stay focused right. on you right now and answer that direct question. Why didn't you? Right, especially especially considering you, you've said that you've had at least three really good women that you've Two. lost um, because of this, this thing. And it sounds like the last one, you were almost leaning towards marriage, but you weren't willing to go the extra step you can keep your current doctor and still go see a urologist and come back to your, your dude um, and, and love him to pieces, but get the help you need so that you can be ready for this great woman, which you've already experienced and be able to keep them because sex is important. So Sinead laid it out there. What, how do you accept responsibility for that? And what do you plan to do moving forward to be ready? Well. Well, and, and, I, and I guess it, it goes back to, uh, again, uh, the, the man and woman dynamic, because that's not the number one criteria in my relationship with a woman. My Ooh, number wait, one wait. criteria. And that's good. Back up, hold mm -hmm. on. That's not, I'm sorry, your internet was cutting in and out. It must have been cutting in and out because I thought I heard you say that sex is not the number one criteria in your relationship, right? That's what you said, but That's you don't have a relationship. Well, it's probably well, because. But go ahead. Well, when we no, say wait, relationship, wait a minute, Tim. We, wait a minute, Tim. Before ahead. you answer that, I re I understand what you're saying that it's not the, the the main thing you're focused on, and actually, I respect that because you're a rare breed uh, in that regard. But it is important in the overall relationship, right? Well, well, let, let me put it like this. I'm more concerned about what's between your ears. Than right, what's I get that. Your legs. I, and, I get and, that. And that, that that's, that's number one. So our communication 
is the main factor, how we communicate with each other, how we right. get along, if we're on the same page, all of right. those things are the top priority. Now, the physicality right. is important. Now, once I've, I'm, I, I've determined for myself and, and we're vibing and, you know, when I say that, I'm talking about the everyday stuff that right. really, you know, makes a relationship work. Now, we, that's solid. Now we can deal on the, we can deal with the physical part. And if that's dealing with doctors and so forth and so on, because what I want to know is that you like me for me, not because you like me because they say I look good, not just because of that. Mama, I need like you to chime in because I But Tim, I think I think um, I think you, you make some valid points because you are looking for character and quality and and her is she the right fit for you in the day-to-day -day living and I get that um and I get that we all want people to accept us as we are but Tim you also have a responsibility to prepare for the relationship sexually because it will always matter unless there's a woman out there who no longer desires sex either and there there may very well be due to hormonal reasons or some other reasons, then that would be a perfect match. And y'all could be the best of friends and hang out and, and do whatever people do when they're not having sex. So that, that's fine. But um, Tim, it is inexcusable, if I can use that word, for you not to go and be prepared, like go to the urologist, find out what's causing this, find out if there's relief, find out if something works. And you can put those pills in your cabinet once you've tried them and you know that things are responding. So that when you, I mean, you've had three good women that you've said, most men can't find one good woman in their lifetime. <laughs> but but you, 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 this last one was sounded like yeah. she was amazing. You were leaning towards marrying her and yeah. you've lost her because you, sir, my dear friend, my dear Facebook friend, have failed to go the extra mile and do the responsible thing to see if there's something that can fix your situation or at least enhance it so that you can perform on some level. And two, but I wanna point out also that what also is kind of throwing me off is you mentioned off the bat, well, I think that this is what a relationship should be. I was raised to be dot, dot, dot. I think that it's not important. It's, are you the only person in your relationship? Because everything that you said outlines what your beliefs, goals, focus, and I didn't hear what, not one time, even though you have two women telling you the same thing, where you said, you know what, I didn't process the importance of this element to the other people that I'm bringing into my space, into my world. No different for a woman. If there's a woman out there and you know that, your body doesn't necessarily function the way that it did in your 20s or whatever. If you're not consulting your doctor, if you don't have a bottle of wet next to the bed, if you're not doing something to help that man that's in your life feel like I'm trying to do the best that I can to make this work, then you're failing on your part. So when he walks away and you say, well, he's just narcissistic. No, that was an extremely important part of the relationship. And it's not just the physical act of sex. Like I said, it's me touching you and me seeing you and knowing that you respond because you know, when I touch you, this means, 
X, Y, Z, or you know what that, and for it's an ego thing, <laughs> it's an intimacy thing, it's a chemistry thing. That's why they call it sexual chemistry. That don't mean we're having sex in the movies. That don't mean we're having sex in the car and the, but it means that chemistry is there. And that is also a huge link to successful relationship. Once that goes away, there's other pieces that start to fall apart because a link holds things together, not just, oh, what's between your brain? Yeah, I like talking, like talking. But you know what? When I'm done talking, I need to be able to wink at you and you're like, all right, boo, let's go. If that's not it and you're not trying to get there, that falls on you more so than it does on any woman that's in your life. And I don't understand how at 60 something you haven't, you don't see that. And, and, and Tim, j just, mm -hmm. just to reiterate, I'm at a space in my life too where I, I, I pace myself and I take my time probably to my own detriment as well. But um, I want the quality of the guy. I want to know his character. I wanna know what he brings to the table. I wanna have conversations with him to see if we are vibing because after the nut, which we all know after that, what do we have? That's the question that's really important. But having the nut is also important. And, but mom, so even with what you just said, though, the reason that we try to get to all of that, the reason I want to know what your upbringing is, how many kids you want, do you want is so that I can see if we are going to make it, if we're compatible. Right, and right. then if you add in the sexual chemistry or when you add it in, yeah. it all comes together. But if it you does. do all of that and there's no sexual chemistry, we're not dating. We're friends. Here's the other part. Here's the other part. When, when we talk about sexual chemistry, now one of, one of the things that, that I do, which is my passion, is I dance. And when I say dance, uh, I'm a ballroom dancer, swing out, salsa. Yeah, and, and I, you know, and that has put a whole lot of women in my path just be, just because of that because yeah. I do it on a level that's just you know that you know it's just different and yeah and I'm not trying to toot my own horn I you know I think Ron has probably seen some of my I have and you are an amazing yeah. dancer yeah and and so that um you know I've gotten a lot of uh, interest in me personally because of that. But that's part of my charisma or if you will, my sexual uh, chemistry because you know, I'm passionate when, when I dance. So that has never been the issue. The, the, the interest has never been the itch issue. Uh, you know, I attract a, a lot of women Mm -hmm. because of that, because of how I dress. I think I think I look better in person, you know, than I do in, in media. And I've been told that. And so, okay, you know, I'm not, tri I'm not tripping on that. So, um, but it goes a little, it goes beyond that. Like what uh, Rhonda said, I, I'm going to get into your head. I'm going to get in between your ears. And for me, that's where the connection is. Once we, once that connects, the, then the physical part will come later. But it can't. It, it can't come later because you're not taking the steps to, to make sure that it can. So it's basically you're building 
the woman up to all this amazing, to all these amazing experiences with you. She's watching you salsa, which is dancing and sexy all by itself. You, you, you seem to be a guy that has his head, his head on straight. You seem to be a faithful monogamous type of guy. I don't know what you do for a living. I don't know how much money you make and all, what your credit score is, but you seem to have some things going for you. So you build her up for four months and she's thinking, hey, this is great. And he's not trying to, he's not trying to tear my clothes off. He's respectful. But the truth is you are doing all those things. But at the end of the day, at the end of those, that four month trial period where everything's amazing, then most women, if they still got anything in them at all, it's time to get down. It's, it's time for us to, to take this to the next level. And even if you said you popped the question and asked her to marry you on month four or seven or whatever that is, then what? Because you haven't done the work that prepares you to deliver for your wife. You talk about it. He's like, I'm not okay. doing it till I get married. Well, if you got right. married tomorrow, you couldn't do it if you wanted to. Let me let me let, let, let me say this because I'm gonna I'm gonna be transparent. I'm gonna be real transparent. Very transparent. Us old guys got an old saying. If you can't cut the mustard, you can lick the jar. You ever heard that before? <laughs> right. The old school, they know what I'm talking about. And if you got skills in that area, then hey, you know, it's on and pop. Damn. So, so how does that work, how's so, that work out for you? So, and huh? Let me educate you real quick so that old guys can stop talking amongst themselves and get some new information. That ain't enough. <laughs> Really may not be. Let me say it again, it, slow it, and louder for the people in the back. It, it may be. Star licking ain't gonna be enough. Well, okay, so the, the, no. it's so, so it's changed now. Again, no, no it's, uh, it, I don't know it, who you're dealing with. I mean, everybody it, it, likes a guy who can work that. Mom, the question was, is it gonna be enough? You got y'all got to stay focused. That's the thing about it's, it's not gonna be stay enough. It, it's a great start. But then I'll be looking for something to finish, and if you can't finish with the rest of that, I'm gonna be struggling. Like that's like what you said, Tim, is equivalent to saying, "Ooh, that was a delicious appetizer," and he says, "Well, the meal is over." That's it. You gonna give me then let them me, two little baby crab cakes? That's it. That's what you brought. I'm still hungry. I'm still oh, hungry. Okay, I understand that. I understand it. Then let me suggest this: Will and Jada. What did they just say? What did they just say just what a week or so ago? Oh, I think you I know, think they Jada into an open type of uh which rumors of that has been going on for a while. So whatever he's going through, uh, you know, he decided or they decided that they're gonna do something that's gonna work for them. Right. And so they did not. You know, when when she got involved with, uh, when Jada got involved with Alcina, you know, I always said Will was right there. He knew everything that was going on. He was probably watching. And, and you know, knowing that, you know, he may be going through the same thing I'm going through and they decided to or maybe open not. it up for her. Uh, we, don't, we don't know, but I believe, I believe, um, you know, maybe that's the case. And, uh, you know, because it's not going to be too much different from the guys uh, going, guys going through the same thing. But if he's more concerned about 
his wife being satisfied, he's going to say it's okay for Alcina to do what he's doing. And then he turns around and comes out and then he puts it on himself and says, hey, well, I've done things as well. I don't necessarily believe that. I don't believe that. But he's taking the heat off of her. They're not going nowhere. They All right, like I'm going to stop. I'm going to dead they, that conversation like right there. As somebody who knows a lot of people, and I'm not going to say who all I know, but let's just say I know a lot of people. I don't know if you've ever watched this podcast. You might just want to scroll through and see if you recognize some people. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to take right. and Jada and it, whatever they're doing with their openness or anybody else that I've had on the show that have an open relationship or allow other people in. It's not because of what we're talking about. I'll just say that. And okay, we'll I didn't hear that. that um, I, didn't, I didn't hear that. You you paid it out. Uh, I said, we're going to get off a wheel. We're going to get off a wheel. That's what I said. I said, it, uh, <laughs> check the show. But we, we know a couple people and you know, we might know somebody that knows somebody that might know them. And what I'm saying is that's not the reason that them being open is them being open. Is Anybody that they else that has been on the show, their openness has nothing to do with the conversation. Well, and, and the reason why the reason why I said that is because those are some of the things when men go through what I'm going through, those are some of the things that they've considered mm-hmm. in right. moving forward in a relationship. Right. Are you are you good with that? And and you can see there's a pattern there because when a guy says, oh, you know, he may not be up to it. And some guys are just, you know, extremely confident that not tripping with the, you know, with the ego or anything like that. And they're okay with it. And that's just a thought. And that's something that I thought. about. And I'm like, okay, I'm very confident, you know, in myself. I I'm not the jealous type, I don't trip. But I'm just saying that that was a consideration that I thought about that, you know what, um, if this doesn't get any better, that, okay, here's, this may be a viable option. That is a game changer because there, there's a lot of women out there that, that will accept not having the shackles on them of be, just being, oh, I just have to be with him. I love everything else. I love everything about him, but, you know, but he has this issue. Uh, right. But now he's okay for me to do Alcina. Oh, well, shit. Now, now you, oh, I, I mean, I, I didn't mean to cuss a pastor, but. Uh... <laughs> no, don't, don't call me that. Because, see, we're we moving the needle forward now. Now we're talking. Okay, so your basic point is you, you, you would rather look at the option of your girl sleeping with somebody else than you would you know, seriously there, go get an appeal. Got it. That makes yeah, sense. There's a lot of options out there. there. There's a number of different options out there and people will choose okay. what's, what's best, you know, for them. So, okay. so, um, you know, uh, you know, I, I could have, like you said, I could have taken that pill, you know, you know, a, a long time ago, but I never felt motivated to do it. Okay. Uh, you, you know, are you motivated but again, now? I, I, I got my shots. I got both of my COVID shots, so I'm good there. So I'm not tripping with about that. But at the same time, it's like okay. Um, and for me, for me, I, I think is once 
I connect with you, once I connect with you, then I'm willing to do what needs to be done. And because most people believe in monogamy and, and I do as well, okay, we can go down that road. And if that didn't work, now what are the other options? So I'm op very open-minded in that regard at this age and I'm not tripping, but what I want and what, what I do when I, what I want is I wanna know that you and I are on the same page mentally and emotionally, financially, that, that's already taken care of. We ain't got to worry about that, but mentally and emotionally, we're on the same page and we could go travel the world and I enjoy your company and everything beyond that, we can work on that and get what we, you know, if it's a pill that needs to be taken or whatever else is out there that's gonna make you happy, that's what I'm for. Okay. I, I love that. I love that close, Tim, but I'm gonna tell you again, I strongly encourage you as your Facebook friend of many years to go to the goddamn urologist right now, tomorrow, like tomorrow, and um, get that stuff lined up so that you're ready. You know what I mean? Call, so that you're you know ready. What? Call Joel, call Joel Abbott in uh in, in Vegas, see if you can set up a Zoom call, because I know he'll hook you up and he ain't gonna laugh because he's gonna take it dead serious. But um, on that note, uh, our time has expired here. Uh, thank you, Tim, so much for joining us. Like I said, you are a brave soul brave. here to tell the story that so many men share. Um, I read that a billion dollars is spent every year worldwide on those three drugs to help with erectile dysfunction. So I understand that it is a very real thing that people don't necessarily talk right. about probably as often as they should. Um, and I know there are younger men. It, it's not just men in their 60s and 50s that are going through this. It could be like, I mean, like he was saying, and like Joel talked about on our podcast before, it could be diabetes. It could be high blood pressure. It could be stress. It could be alcohol intake. It could be drug right. use. It could be right. a whole number of things. But if you're going through that and you're trying to be in a relationship and your goal is to have a wife, right. then you want to be proactive. What, what Tim is talking about is reactive. After I get X, Y, Z, then I will react by going to the doctor. What right. my mom is saying, be reactive, be proactive, prepare yourself, proactive. Right. Prepare yourself for what you're trying to do as you would with anything else. If you have a goal in mind, you don't wait till you get to the goal and then start working on it. That's like saying, I just want to go to the Olympics. When I get to the Olympics, I'm going to practice. <laughs> I don't know if you're ever going to make it to the Olympics. So right. Being said, like I said, those that are experiencing something similar, please check out our earlier podcast. Um, we had a great one hour long conversation and he goes through all of the options that are available. He talks about how women need to be more sensitive when addressing it with their spouse, how right. to sit down, how to have a conversation, how to be open and honest. Um, and this is very hard. And it, it, it doesn't just affect men, just so you guys know, as I explained earlier, it affects us all. So that's what, what she said is about opening up the doors to conversations that we all don't get to have on a day-to-day -day basis. Thank right. you guys for tuning in. Make sure you hit that yeah. subscribe button. And hopefully I'll see you next week because I'm done with midterms as of tomorrow. But if not, stay safe and COVID free. Bye, y'all. Thanks, Tim. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for joining <laughs>